It's a beautiful day in the universe. You're listening to Cosmically Yours, a podcast with intuitive astrologer Kara James. I'm glad you're here. Not just listening in, I'm glad you're here on the planet. The world needs you to claim your brilliance, and in these weekly audio letters, I hope to inspire you to do just that. Friday, January 15th, 2021. Dear listener, how are you doing on this Pisces moon day? We made it through another week. We're heading into a weekend that naturally holds some fear and some anxiety. Uh, Pisces moon helps us work with those energies in a big way. It feels like our nation is holding its breath. (sighs) There's so much happening in the air, isn't there? Uh, Our electrical systems have been going a little haywire. Have you noticed? Uh, Some of my clients have been telling me about light bulbs randomly burning out. Uh, There's a lot of frenetic energy with so many planets in the air sign of Aquarius. I know for me that manifested in my website being down for a a few hours just completely randomly. The uh, technology folks had no idea what happened and I pulled up the chart of my website. Yes, you actually can have a chart for your business. You can have a chart for anything that has an inception date and time. And uh, sure enough, could see all the Aquarian energy um, impacting my website being up. So um, interesting to note all the different little technology blips that are occurring. And uh, that's going to be a theme coming up uh, even more in the next few weeks, which we'll um, talk about. Um, So certainly Mercury in Aquarius can be (laughs) erratic in a wonderful way, erratically brilliant, Um, but we're also seeing another side of Mercury in Aquarius. Uh, Aquarius is a fixed sign. It's an air sign. Fixed air can relate to fixed ideas, fixed mindset. Uh, We're seeing a lot of that coming out in terms of uh, radicalism um, at our nation's capital and elsewhere. So much, much, much to work with around the deeper issues of Aquarius, not just the, yay, we're, <laughs> we're creating a wonderful new utopian society. We have uh, a long way to go um, on our way, hopefully oh, on our way there. Um, one of the other things that was kind of fun, uh, something Aquarian that I learned this week, is that they have found Wi-Fi on one of Jupiter's moons. Now, of course, it's not actually Wi-Fi the way we know it, but um, radio signals that are coming from one of Jupiter's moons. And here is Jupiter in Aquarius, the sign ruling Wi-Fi and technology. And I just thought that was a pretty fun thing to learn. Um, of course, I would love to be able to send my teenager off to one of Jupiter's moons when he's always hogging the bandwidth here at our house. But um, anyway, just thought it was kind of funny. But how are you doing? How is your personal electrical system doing with all of this erratic energy around us? Do you need to get a cup of tea? (laughs) Do you need to read a good book? Is it time to take a hot bath? Think about it in terms of electricity and what you can do to calm down this um, frenzied energy around us. So as expected, we had a big week. Jupiter exposed some things. He exposed the depths of the plan of attack against our Congress people. He exposed that there were planned and are planned attacks at nearly every state capital across our country. 
And Jupiter also exposed that there were some politicians who were giving tours of the Capitol in advance to rioters. A lot of big news came out this week with Jupiter and Mercury hanging out together. And another big thing that came out, and you might not even know this, this is just coming out, is that there is a new strain of the coronavirus that is, in fact, much more highly transmissible than the old variants. It's already taken hold um, quite strongly in Europe. And the CDC today said that it could be the dominant strain here in the United States by March. It is believed to be 30 to 70 percent more contagious, if I read the article right. And while we've been excited to have a little more air energy in our charts, uh, air, especially Aquarius, relates to circulation. It's the distribution network of our bodies. And it's also the distribution network more widely as well. So to now, you know, where we've been in the last year, have an airborne virus um, that now has a great deal of presence in Aquarius, uh, which rules circulation, this higher transmissibility is concerning, and it's also not incredibly surprising. Um, I think it's also going to impact distribution networks for vaccines and lots of other things, which I'll talk more about another time. Uh, but we have to remember that Saturn, though is a wonderful, wonderful teacher, is also considered a malefic planet. It is inimical, how do we say, <laughs> didn't say that right, inimical to life. So it is not a, a planet that is supportive to life. It does cause trouble. It does cause uh, challenges in um, different arrangements. And so we're already beginning to see some of what Saturn and Aquarius may mean. And Saturn is going to be here for two years. So this idea of transmissibility, um, this uh, even fewer borders in a way, between us and others um, is going to be a major theme. And I'm going to be talking a lot more about that and quite a lot of other things in a webinar tomorrow on Saturday, January 16th. And also next Thursday, January 21st, you can find details on my website, karajames.com. So lots of exciting, <laughs> I use, you know, I'm an optimist. I say exciting, lots of exciting things to, um, to explore and understand more. So this week, of course, we saw Mike Pence in the cosmic hot seat. I shared with you before about how his Mars is in Leo, and we could see a lot of pressure on that Leo Mars to act. I was really curious if he might surprise us and might stand up and have the courage to, um, you know, to really respond as a leader to a very difficult situation um, that he was placed in. And perhaps he did. Again, we don't know his, um, you know, his orientations. We don't know, um, you know, perhaps for him just standing up to Trump and saying, I'm not going to mess with the election results. That might have been the little bit his Mars was uh, ready to stand up for. Um, you know, but we all have uncomfortable crossroads at some point where we have to make difficult choices. And for me, looking at Pence's chart, I'd say, the pressure was especially on on Wednesday, the day that he had to respond to the request for him to invoke the 25th Amendment. So it was the very, very day that the planets were lined up to say, make a choice. And uh, he did make a choice. And we do have free will, um, regardless of the pressure that the planets are putting on us. But when we are in this difficult place and we have to make hard choices, uh, sometimes we choose the easier path. 
Sometimes we choose a less authentic path. I don't know in Mike, uh, Mike Pence's case if that is um, what he chose. But I do know that it's a lot easier to look back than to look forward to say, ooh, I should have made that other choice. You know, the, the stakes go up each time we don't listen to our inner wisdom. So, for example, I'm sure you, I'm sure you have many examples in your life, but here's one. You're in a relationship that doesn't feel right, but you're scared to leave. You don't want to be alone. Um, you know, maybe there's financial considerations. There can be all sorts of reasons why it's hard to leave a situation that doesn't feel quite right. And you can spend days and weeks and months in that uncomfortable space of it not quite aligning. And years can go by and say, now you have a baby with this person. And it's even harder to leave. And then a couple years later, you meet someone that's like your perfect someone. And now you're really in a predicament. So we get these little tests and opportunities to make decisions, to stand authentically in who we are, what our needs are. And every time you know we, we make a choice that doesn't align with that, the next time, the stakes go up. We have a bigger choice. It gets a little bit harder to be courageous, to have integrity. So, you know, it's nice to look at our leaders and get a sense of that and to be reminded and see, you know, see some of that playing out in real time and uh, good to reflect on our own, <laughs> our own opportunities to make, uh, make choices that are in alignment with who we are and what we're here to do. And we always have a chance to, uh, you know, to revise. Now, I have to say, I made a mistake last week in my letter to you when I was talking about Mike Pence's midpoints. Uh, just a quick aside, a midpoint is basically taking the average of two planets in a natal chart or a transit chart, and it we kind of fuse their energy together and get a little bit more uh, more detail to understand in the chart. And I momentarily forgot, I was reading the chart <laughs> kind of off the cuff uh, quickly, I momentarily forgot that I did not have Mike Pence's birth time. So when I mentioned a couple things about midpoints, the ones that involved his ascendant and his MC were not accurate. Those parts cannot be known without time. So I apologize. And in fact, that was some of the excitement of, ooh, could this decision he makes bring him to that leadership spot? That part that part was wrong. Um, I miss, uh, misremembered there uh, that I did not have the full uh, full chart, which I usually do when I'm doing these uh, readings. So uh, pardon, uh, pardon me there. But regardless of Pence, uh, regardless of his chart, regardless of the decision that he made, the new moon at 23 degrees of Capricorn came right opposite of Trump's Saturn, as I mentioned before. Uh, Saturn is his planet of leadership. This opposition to his leadership did the trick, as you know, and our president has been impeached again. And I made a joke on social media about how Geminis are known to have to do everything twice, right? They're the sign of the twins. So of course, it would be our Gemini president who's the first US president to be twice impeached. And that thus fulfills a prediction I made last year that Trump would be impeached in 2021. So here we are. 
You know, I was talking with my husband over coffee this morning about how astrologers used to be the right-hand people to the kings and the queens. I mean, that's really what astrology was used for originally, was to help leaders, decision makers, um, you know, to be able to maintain their power, to expand their lands, to protect their people, to look to the signs of the times to be able to make really good decisions. And you know, especially when you can see all these energies, you know, as an astrologer, you go, I just wish more, <laughs> more of our leaders would, uh, would take note, would use this amazing tool to be able to see where the energies are going, to be able to make better plans, to be able to take better responsibility and move things forward in ways that are um, more fitting for the times. And uh, of course, I pretended to be Mike Pence's astrologer last week. So um, this was all in my mind. And, you know, I was telling my husband about Ronald Reagan. Did you know that Ronald Reagan was uh, a huge uh, advocate of astrology? I actually, you know, in order to prove this to him earlier today, I was uh, looking for an article um, with a little bit more information. And I thought I'd share a few things just because thought it was so, so fascinating. Um, let's see here. <laughs> trying to find, I'm scrolling through my phone here, trying to find a couple of these, uh, these quotes for you. So apparently, um, after the Iran-Contra scandal in the late 80s, Reagan's chief of staff was ousted, and he wrote kind of a tell-all book about the Reagan White House. And he wrote, and I quote, that virtually every major move and decision the Reagans made during my time as White House chief of staff was cleared in advance with a woman in San Francisco, San Francisco who drew up horoscopes to make certain that the planets were in a favorable alignment for the enterprise. Wow. And um, it goes on, you know, they um, the Reagans did admit to, uh, I say admit as if it's a terrible thing. <laughs> but I guess, uh, especially in that time period, it was perhaps even a little bit stranger than people look at our work now. Um, but uh, sure enough, you know, later the, uh, you know, the woman who uh, did the astrology work for them, wrote and said, wrote a book and said, I was responsible for timing all press conferences, most speeches, the State of the Union addresses, the takeoffs and landings of Air Force One. I picked the time of Ronald Reagan's debate with Jimmy Carter and the two debates with uh, Walter Mondal, all extended trips abroad, as well as the shorter trips and one-day excursions. Um, they even, after Reagan was uh, had an attempt of assassination, um, an attempt to take his life, um, he they actually went into an even deeper layer of astrology where every day he had a uh, code, a color code, red days uh, were days you shouldn't go out, green days were okay, yellow days were be careful. So um, it's kind of cool to, you know, to think about the ways that astrology, you know, can be used and that we have, we have leaders that have used it. I don't know, you know, I don't know that I agree with probably all the ways it was used, um, and I also think it'd be awfully hard to be an astrologer for a politician. There's a, a lot of karma stuff that you might not really want to have to get involved in helping make decisions um, that are complicated ethically, perhaps. But um, but still, it's kind of neat to think about how there are still some modern-ish leaders who um, consult the stars. And I'm sure there are plenty others behind the scenes um, that are doing so. Now, being an astrologer is, it's kind of like 
speaking a foreign language. And you might even find that sometimes when you're listening to me, because, you know, we're talking about squares and oppositions and conjunctions and, um, you know, all sorts of other things. And if, if you don't know the language yet, you know, it might take a little while to get, you know, to get up to speed. Um, but I was thinking about it today, you know, it's like speaking a foreign language, but instead of being in someone else's country, you're still in your own. And you're the only one that can read the signs. So people look at you like you're a little bit odd, like you're foreign. And but you're looking at them saying, I can read, I can read these signs. I see, I see this says stop and I see this says go. You're the one that doesn't quite fit in here fit in here. So um I don't know. I just, I just thought that was kind of an interesting way to think about this. And I just wish more people could learn the language, um, were open to the language and could work with the signs because there's so much power in understanding, uh, where we're, especially as a society, where we're headed and we're heading to some uncomfortable places on our way to hopefully something, um, something much better. And again, we'll be exploring that in a deep dive this weekend. Now, astrology itself comes from uh, two words, aster and logos, the word of the stars, the language of the stars, the communication from heaven, the divine, um, just there's so much richness even just in the word astrology. So uh, let's, let's take a look at the heavens for the week. Let's see what the stars are saying to us um, this Friday, today to the next Friday. So today we find ourselves with the Pisces moon, as I mentioned, you know, Pisces moon can feel a bit of anxiety and um, nervousness and fear. And I feel that again in the air. Um, so it's a time for deep rest this weekend as much as you can. Um, Mercury just entered its shadow, which means it's preparing to retrograde. It's going to retrograde back to the place that it was yesterday, um, eventually. So stories, uh, storylines, issues, and things that come up between now and January 30th will likely be revisited by Mercury, um, you know, in the next, uh, in the next month or so. So just kind of pay attention to things that come up and know that if there's something that you're trying to settle, <laughs> something that you're trying to firm up in some way that, uh, that you may have to take another look at it from here on out. So that's one uh, one of the big storylines to be paying attention to in, in your personal life and also uh, in the outer world. Tomorrow, Saturday, January 16th, the moon will remain in Pisces. It's going to move into a crescent moon, which has a bit of a struggle energy, like I don't quite know how to how to move. And maybe you shouldn't move. Maybe this is the time to um, to hunker down to rest. There's some nice creative aspects with the moon that day with Venus. So, um, you know, do some do some creating, you know, just whatever you need to do to really, um, really take care of yourself. Um, Sunday. Oh, I forgot to say, too. Um, I mentioned this earlier Thursday, uh, this last Thursday, uh, yesterday. Wow. Yesterday, uh, Uranus went direct. He is hanging out at six degrees of Taurus uh, as he's shifting and starting to move forward again. And this actually means that right now there are no retrograde planets, um, at least for a little bit here for a couple weeks. Uh, besides the nodes of the moon, those are pretty much always retrograding. So we have no retrograde planets, but Taurus is um, is in the process of 
you know, moving forward and picking up speed, but it's just, it takes a while, right? He's staying right there at uh, six degrees of, of Taurus. And I was thinking about an analogy of this, like when a planet turns direct. So this is maybe not a very nice analogy, but it's the one, it's the one that came to me. I used to have a little wiener dog named Hans. It was a real cute little thing, a miniature wiener dog, (laughs) Uh, red hair, these bright blue eyes, always looked very quizzical. I thought he should have had a monocle and a little top hat. He had that scholarly look about him. But uh, when he was just a puppy, he was, I think, nine months old or so, he got hit by a car. He got hit by a truck. And just a little tiny guy, as you can imagine, like less than 20 pounds. And um, fortunately, when he got hit, he was he was running. <laughs> I'd be running too if there was a truck coming at me. Um, but he was running, and so because he was moving forward, the truck just kind of clipped him, and it did injure him. He did have a, a long recovery, but he he made it. So I was thinking about this, like you know, the planets are always moving and interacting in different ways with one another, and I was thinking about it as you know when. When one planet's moving forward and another kind of comes to clip it, they're at least, they both have momentum. They're both moving in the same direction. The damage can be lighter, right? Whereas if you have a planet that is stopped, like Uranus has just stopped, um, and something comes to impact it, the the hit is much harder, right? There's not, there's not that joint momentum that kind of uh, uh, pads pads the impact, if you will. So I mention this because Uranus is like the dog in the road at this point. And Mars is preparing to hit Uranus on Inauguration Day. And actually, even before that, um, uh, Jupiter this weekend on Sunday is going to hit Uranus in a square. So this would be a kind of a frenetic energy in and of itself, but because Uranus has not been moving, it makes that impact even greater. So I just wanted to give you that way to think about Uranus at this point, even though he's not retrograde, there's still, um, still kind of a a challenging energy that these other planets are going to be working, uh, working with or working up against. So on um, Sunday, January 17th, uh, let's see here. The moon will be in Pisces for most of the day. And, um, and later in the day, in the evening, Jupiter is going to hit, uh, Uranus in a, in a square. So that's a, ten- uh, 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 aspect of tension. This could be part of exposing the rebellion. Maybe more, more of the plots will come out. We'll start to see, um, see more of what the storyline is going to be about, uh, nationally and pay attention because this six degrees of Taurus where Uranus is going to be hanging out, um, Saturn is going to come and make an aspect to, um, this place as well. This is one of the hot spots this year. So there's a lot to, um, a lot to see, uh, this next week and a lot to take note of for future actions and future events. Um, later that day, later that evening, um, Sunday night, uh, moon will move into Aries around 11 p.m. So that means on Monday, January 18th, we are starting the day with a very feisty, fiery, warlike Aries moon uh, at a time of, uh, of great unrest. So Aries moon is a fighting moon. <laughs> um, it's very easy for Mars's, um, uh, excuse me, the uh, 
uh, the Aries moon energy to fly out. Moon is making a lot of uh, aspects and sextiles and things that can make this uh, fire <laughs> um, really, um, really flow quickly. So it's a, it's definitely a bit of a volatile day, though not as volatile as the next few days, but it's still, it still starts with a bang. Um, of course, uh, you can use this energy to, um, you know, to whatever projects that you need to apply yourself to, right? Move, uh, move quickly, get things off the ground, get things started. That is, if you're not so um, consumed with whatever's happening in the media. Tuesday, January 19th, uh, we move into Aquarius season. The sun moves into Aquarius. And, um, you know, Aquarius is the sign that is ruled by both Saturn and Uranus, um, co-ruled. So, um, so there's, <laughs> there's a lot happening, um, with those planets. So there's a lot of interesting energy that's going to be coming in a little more frenetic energy. Um, when we look to Uranus being the modern ruler, um, with this shift. So we'll have even more planets in Aquarius starting on Tuesday as the sun makes this big shift. Um, Tuesday, moon remains in Aries. There's some aspects then and also later in the week with Pallas Athena. Pallas Athena is an asteroid that relates to strategy. And I keep seeing this thinking, um, this is more just an intuitive sense of, I feel like women are making strategic plans behind the scenes. I don't know what this means. I'm curious if there's anything specific that will come out around that in terms of leadership, but I just, I don't know, there's something about it and I like it. And um, of course you can, <laughs> you can be making your strategic plans as well. On Wednesday, January 20th, the, this is, of course, the big day. This is Inauguration Day. This is the day I said is pretty much the worst day for an inauguration because this is the day that Mars in Taurus, that bull, <laughs> that bull energy of plowing through, um, comes and meets very erratic, unpredictable, dog-stopped in the road Uranus. Um, so very, very very um, big day, very frenetic day. Um, normally, you know, normally moon in Taurus too feels peaceful and stable, but when it's uh, right here with feisty and fiery Mars, it's right here with erratic Uranus, um, it's going to be anything but peaceful. So be, um, <laughs> I know you're already aware, <laughs> but this is just the, um, the version via the stars. Um, the other part of this day that's very frenetic, I shouldn't say frenetic, but tense, um, is that we move into the first quarter moon, which is a moon of action, right? So there's a lot happening in the stars, of course, on this day. The moon is going to also be squaring Saturn. So, you know, people, people versus the leader, right? Um, so Wednesday, um, Thursday remains in that type of energy. Moon will still be in Taurus, is going to make the exact connection with Mars in Uranus, um, is going to square Jupiter. So uh, there's more of like the emotional fallout piece too that comes on Thursday after the actions uh, of Wednesday. And it feels really, really sobering. Um, feels but first frenetic and then really sobering. So, um, you know, it's just, it's a tough week. It's a tough week in the heavens. Uh, Friday, January 22nd, um, things, especially near the end of the day, starts to kind of uh, calm down. Uh, moon moves into Gemini, so there's going to be lots to think about, lots to talk about, lots to share about. Um, and we're going to move into um, move into the weekend on that Gemini moon energy. So a wild week, a wild week. And 
I'm going to talk a lot more about the energies, not just of this week, but looking at the whole of 2021 um, in a webinar tomorrow and as, as well on the 21st. And we're going to be not just looking at the energies as I'm doing here, but we're also going to be talking more about how to work with them. Um, you know, it's a lot of people have been very excited to move into the year 2021. Um, thinking that maybe magically um, we'd be in a really different time and place. And we can already see the writing on the wall that that is not the case. Um, that's not to say that we aren't moving forward, but, um, but the challenges of 2020 are going to continue in different ways. And it's really good to be prepared, um, know what's on the menu. It's gonna be pretty spicy. It might be hard to handle, but it's better to be prepared. Um, maybe have a margarita in hand, as I shared with my newsletter, right? If you, <laughs> if you know there's jalapenos, um, you might as well uh, have something to enjoy, <laughs> enjoy with them. So we're gonna get prepared. We're gonna look at the year. We're going to figure out how to work with it. And I'm actually gonna make some pretty big predictions. Um, I'm gonna put myself out there, say some things as I see it, and um, help people understand ways to work with it, ways to best harness what's going to be quite an interesting, uh, interesting year. So how are we gonna work with this at least this next week? Um, I'll be honest, it doesn't feel like it's the time to, um, you know, to be, making huge personal plans, right? There's going to be so much that pulls on our heartstrings and takes our attention. So to me, it's really looking at self-care this week. Um, what can I do uh, to to soothe myself, right? What can I do to, to take best care of myself? And one of the ways from an astrological standpoint to do that is to look to your moon sign. If you know your natal chart, um, look to the sign of your moon. If your moon is in an earth sign, those physical pleasures, uh, you know, a lovely bath, um, a, a wonderful meal, a good glass of wine, you know, sink into allowing yourself to have some of those pleasures. If your moon is in an air sign, you may be the person that wants to stay tuned into the media, read all the articles, um, you know, think about the possibilities, what's happening. Um, that might feel really empowering to you. That might feel soothing to know what's happening. If you have a natal fire moon, you probably need to get out and exercise and um, be out in nature and move your body, dance, right? Work through the energies that way this week. And perhaps if you have a water moon, you really need to connect, call your mom, call your friends, get your tribe together um, at a distance, whatever, whatever way you can. Um, and really really connect and make sure that you um, you have that support system and that you are that support system to friends who need you. So that's that's my advice for this week is don't necessarily push. Um, you know, of course you got the Aries moon, you got some energy to help you push if you have something you'd really need to push on. But I have a feeling that, um, that there's gonna be a lot to see and uh, we just need to take really, really good care of ourselves this week and beyond. We'll get through this. We'll get through this. But I do hope that you will join me um, either tomorrow or Thursday. It's the 2021 StarCast webinar. 
featuring myself. I will be talking all about the astrology for the year. And it's just $36 for you and a friend. You get a code, you can send to your friend, invite them, or you could split the cost and come for $18 a piece. Um, super easy to sign up on my website, karajames.com. I've got a beautiful, beautiful PowerPoint presentation with all sorts of gorgeous images. And you know my style. I have a bit of a teacher in me. So you get to learn some cool things about astrology as well as we go on the way. We're going to talk a lot about eclipses. So I hope you will join me and um, hope you have a beautiful week. Until we meet again, I remain cosmically yours, Kara James. <laughs>